1: the bomb. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Welcome to Kind of Fun. Katie is taking care of her baby, making sure the baby stays alive. So today on this episode, I am joined by Fernando. Fernando, thank you for coming on the show and for talking with me about wrestling. Because believe it or not, not a lot of people love to talk about wrestling. And I know you, Fernando, are just the guy for me to yell at.
0: Well, I'm contractually obligated to talk about <laughs> wrestling with you, Ben. So
1: You are not. There is no contract. This is not The Little Mermaid. I'm not Ursula. I didn't steal your voice or give you a voice. I'm actually giving you a voice, Fernando. You are. I you love are. The Little Mermaid. Who doesn't love Sebastian? All right, so we got a bunch of stuff to get to today. This week in wrestling, it was, dare I say, a delight WWE Raw Underground debuted Shane McMahon, of course, uh the son of Vince McMahon, for those that don't know. He is back in professional wrestling. He tends to come by around a month or so every year. Uh he ends up getting hurt a bunch and falling off of stuff and flying off of stuff, and then he goes bye bye for a while. But before he says goodbye, he usually does bring some pretty insane action. In this world of COVID, have you noticed we're in a pandemic? In this world of COVID, no one's in the stands. WWE, AEW, they've been trying to figure out how are we going to do this. AEW did a better job in the beginning, and AEW is still doing a good job. And now WWE, of course, getting creative. As a matter of fact, they're saying SummerSlam this year, which will be August 23rd, I believe, will take place on a boat because nothing bad can ever happen on a boat. Just ask Natalie Wood. So WWE Underground is a smart way to deal with the fact that fans are gone for the foreseeable future in pro wrestling. It's sort of playing off what was going on with the ninja angle. There's a bunch of crazy ass shit happening. Uh, Hopefully it gets fairly violent. I think this is a good place for someone like a Bobby Lashley to be. Bobby Lashley can just be the brute that he is. Of course, Bobby Lashley, MVP. They are joined by Shelton Benjamin, a name of a man who sounds like an aristocrat, but he don't play by the rules. Just like many aristocrats, Fernando. This is a kick-ass new little gimmick that the WWE is working on. I'm here for it. I would like to see some underground fighting happening. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Kumite. That, of course, is a John Claude Van Damme event that he had to go to. I believe in the film Bloodsport. I want to see crazy characters. I definitely do want to see blood, and I believe it could happen beneath the ground. At WWE. Have you seen any of that, Fernando? I've watched what you guys show me. That's perfect. So you've seen very little. Yes. I love it. So WWE going out of its way to try to do something different, to set itself apart from AEW. Obviously, the big feud there is NXT and AEW. They're the ones doing the Wednesday Night Wars. NXT falling behind a little bit, although we'll see if NXT really ends up uh, going that far down when it comes to AEW. There's something about Vince. There's something about Triple H. There's something about Shawn Michaels. Of course, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, sort of the creative brain or brains in NXT. They're going to be fine. They're going to bounce back, and I'm excited to see what that product looks like. It ain't easy going against AEW, because right now, AEW is is going bonkers. They are balls to the wall, look no further than Darby Allin and John Mox. But we'll get to AEW here in a second. Going back to the WWE, it looks as if Vince has some big plans for Bailey, Sasha Banks. Uh, He loves them. He wants to continue to push them forward. They both now have two belts, which I believe is four combined, if I can do my math appropriately. And there is a reason for that. They are in the good graces of the one and only Vince McMahon. So we will see what happens with them going forward. But right now, one of the bigger stories in WWE and AEW is what's going to happen with Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, obviously, in a extremely vital storyline for the WWE, going against Seth Rollins. There was an eye for an eye match. We all know what happened with that. It was, dare I say, comical, but also entertaining. So entertaining, Seth Rollins had to vomit outside of the ring and you know it's a good show when the audience and the performers both buke that's actually really good tv it's great tv that is for sure
0: so right now for for a newbie right now uh, what's happening with mysterio is that aew and wwe both want him and so now they're just in trying to give him the more money or
1: Rey mysterio is the bell of the ball Everybody wants Ray. He's an older dude, but you wouldn't know it by looking at him. Uh you also have to remember he has a storyline going on right now with his son Dominic. Looks like Dominic and Seth Rollins are going to fight at SummerSlam. Dominic has been involved in pro wrestling since he was a baby. There was a storyline between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Jr. Who was the father right out of the pages? of a New York Post article or right off the screen of a Maury Povich episode who was the father of Dominic? Eddie Guerrero said he was the papa. Uh, Rey Mysterio said no, I'm pretty sure I had sex with his mother and he swore that he was the father. The only way to settle this because we're not doing something fake like a paternity test. We're doing something real like a ladder match to figure out who is Dominic's dad. Thank God Rey Mysterio won that. So we have definitive proof that Dominic is indeed his son. And like all good sons, Dominic is coming to defend his father, Rey Mysterio, after that pesky Seth Rollins removed his eye, which is not something nice to do. And I don't believe that if someone does that to your father, you should just go and be cordial with them. You have to be aggressive. You have to get in their face. And that's exactly what Dominic has done. So we're going to see Seth Rollins versus Dominic at SummerSlam my big concern is, is Dominic ready for primetime? He's been around for a long ass time. Uh, obviously, he's early 20s. He's still a young kid. He's been in the world for a long time. Has not been a performer for a long time, however. And I am wondering if Seth Rollins going against Dominic at SummerSlam is going to be a bit too much for the young man to chew. I would prefer if they started him off with a smaller storyline sort of working his way up, doing something slightly more organic. There's nothing the WWE universe likes less than nepotism, just ask The Rock. (laughs) Uh, However, because there is no fans there, perhaps uh, this is going to be allowed to go down. And Dominic, it's hard to tell if he would be over or not over, uh, but he definitely will be. Going against Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, at SummerSlam for no doubt the biggest match of his life. If Seth Rollins somehow magically removes another eyeball from his opponent, then he's the ultimate winner, and the entire Mysterio family needs to just leave him alone. Yeah. If you take a dad's eye and then you take the son's eye as double eyes, and then it's just you—you beat the family, you beat the entire family, and I don't see how Dominic. With his in ring ability. Yes, Dominic can pull off a 619, which is made famous by his daddy, by Ray. But can he really move in the ring? That has yet to be seen. He's a little bit bigger than his dad, looks a little bit stronger, but he's still a baby face. And I don't know if he really, again, has uh, cut his teeth enough in professional wrestling to be able to put on a match that is going to be of a Mysterio like caliber. Not that I want to always, uh, not, not that every son has to live up to the greatness of their father. Uh, God knows Shane McMahon is showing how difficult that can be on a daily basis, but when it comes to Ray and when it comes to Dominic, this storyline now is going to have to either evolve or die. And I say that because if you're Seth Rollins, his character, the Monday Night Messiah, is going to get stale. Without a doubt, stale, more stale than, than Murphy's moose, than the moose that Murphy wears on that beautiful red hair of his. It is going to get crusty. It is going to get cringly. It is going to uh, start looking like dandruff on the head of professional wrestling if Rey Mysterio, Dominic, and the Seth Rollins storyline doesn't somehow move forward in a meaningful way obviously we have the son defending the dad we get all of that Seth Rollins going into the ring he doesn't even want to beat up Dominic but he has to classic Seth Rollins constantly being pushed to do things he doesn't want to do but he has to go there because his opponent has driven him so insane that yes he has to hit the fiend with a sledgehammer yes he has to remove Rey Mysterio's eyeball sure he does vomit what he ate for lunch that day because he feels bad about having to be so evil the monday night messiah character can only live for so long the dominic character uh the dominic storyline can only live for so long it reminds me a little bit of what happened with david flair rick flair's son it kind of petered out It really didn't reflect great on Ric Flair's kid to begin with. Dominic is more talented. But as I said earlier, even when athletes are jacked up, even when athletes come from a history... Um, even when wrestlers come from a history of athleticism, maybe a uh, football or collegiate wrestling, basketball, whatever it is, it is difficult for the WWE universe to accept them if they feel as if they've been grandfathered in to the business. I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen with Dominic. I think he's got a soft spot or the uh, WWE world, the wrestling universe has a soft spot in their heart for him. So I don't see him ever getting booed. And obviously now that would just be on social media. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of people attacking him, but I could see that happening if this storyline with he and Seth doesn't go anywhere. It climaxes in, at SummerSlam, and the match itself is a bit of a dud. Again, all we have really seen from Dominic at this point, other than being an adorable kid with frosted white tips, trying to figure out who his papa was and how many of us have not been there, huh? I mean I can't remember how many times I challenged. Uh, what I thought was my father um, to a ladder match and then I made my dad climb that ladder to prove that he indeed was just that, my papa. Dominic has a lot to prove here and Seth Rollins has a lot to lose here. Seth Rollins loses to Dominic. I don't even know where this story goes. Again, I've said this before. uh, The Monday Night Messiah angle, it can only go for so long and we'll see if Seth Rollins can keep it going in a way that is still new is still fresh obviously the wwe becky lynch is gone she's having a a a baby seth rollins is the father we know that for sure although i haven't seen any video evidence if anybody has it please share we will see where his character goes from here but it definitely has got to uh it definitely definitely has got to evolve or die and i'm not sure if the dominic storyline is going to be enough Uh, To carry uh, What will be Definitely one of The larger matches At SummerSlam I think
0: This uh, The way The way I see wrestling Is the way I see You know Spanish novellas Oh yeah sure They're gonna do The thing uh, Dominic is gonna go on there And what's gonna happen Is what Makes another episode come They're not gonna I don't think Well is somebody gonna gonna
1: be Dressed as a big B That's the only thing I know And I think that's The Simpsons
0: (laughs) That is the Simpsons Isn't that sad I'm not very cultured Fernando (laughs) It's okay, Ben. You know wrestling.
1: Kind of. All right. Well, who knows? It it definitely does have a novella-like vibe to it. Uh, Who knows if Ray comes back? They say that his eye has been repaired, so I don't know. Maybe he will indeed come back. Okay, so look out for that. Seth Rollins versus Dominic SummerSlam, WWE. As the WWE continues to evolve and change in the middle of this pandemic that we're living in, have you heard? All right, there we go. They are pushing something that I am loving right now called the Hurt Business. Again, as I mentioned, this is Shelton Benjamin, this is MVP, and this is Bobby Lashley. Three dudes not to be messed with. MVP, MVP. He is an intense dude, Fernando, and I know because I booked him one time to do an interview on Abling and Top Hat because he also does some good uh, work with at-risk youth. Unfortunately, I had to cancel the interview, and he was very mad at me, uh, but rightfully so because if you have the honor to speak with me and then all of a sudden I say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm too busy, I'd be mad too. You know Fernando. And he's a wrestler. And he's a wrestler, so they can indeed get angry from time to time. The Hurt Business has already had some pretty kick-ass matches. They had a match with Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and uh, the returning Mustafa Ali. Now you might recognize that name, Mustafa Ali, as the next big thing. The person that uh, Vince was going to push harder and harder every single week However, because of what happened with COVID, Mustafa didn't wrestle for a while. Uh, Evidently, he has a family member who has cystic fibrosis, so he was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to risk killing my family member to put on tights and go jump around the squared circle. However, as we know, Vince says one thing. Uh, But he often doesn't mean what he says. Look no further than what happened with our boy, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, former Intercontinental Champion. He tells Vince, Vince tells everybody, if you don't want to come back, you don't got to come back. And Sami Zayn was like, I don't want to come back. I want to go fight for equal rights and justice, uh, specifically over in the Middle East. Vince says okay but then of course strips the title from Sammy from Sammy's waist. And that seems to be also what happened with Mustafa Ali. Uh, he said that he wanted to take a break or he said that he didn't want to risk uh, hurting a family member. Vince says okay, uh, but of course there is always going to be ramifications for your actions in the WWE and one thing that Vince loves more than anything is uh, someone who is willing to put up literally with life and death situations and still perform. And as we've seen before in the past, uh, Vince will take uh, exceptional, mm, I'm going to say he he will take a lot of, uh, he'll damn near kill his athletes, in other words, is what I'm trying to say.
0: They're essential workers, Ben.
1: Hey, man, you know, I agree. They are essential workers in so many ways. All right, so MVP and Bobby Lashley, they will continue to kick major ass together. And Shelton Benjamin looks like uh, he is going to continue a feud with one of my favorite performers in the history of all performers. That is R-Truth. R-Truth, if you are not on the R-Truth bandwagon, please, Lord, there's room. Come aboard. R-Truth is one of the most entertaining wrestlers ever he is he makes the booker t spinner rooney look like some sad uh 1940s drama this man is funnier than hell you gotta follow him on instagram he's a good dude 24 7 uh, champion he's actually made that belt one of the most exciting belts to follow in all of professional wrestling and i know many people when they first saw it were like well that looks like a horrible diner it looks like it was designed for a diner that doesn't serve food anymore it's just a front for a a, a drug den but r-truth nothing nothing wrong with drug dens Our uh, r-truth has really made that something special with his character work with his agility, his in-ring performance is just bar none. The dude is unreal in the ring. And then he truly is so charismatic. He can take something that is really just a bastardized version of the hardcore championship. Uh, of course, that was made famous in the eight, uh, in the late 90s uh, by Mick Foley. He's taken something like that, a more of, probably the lowest technical belt within all of the belts that you can win in professional wrestling and made it must-see TV. So whatever R-Truth touches turns to championship gold, hopefully championship gold uh, in his future. Although I have no problem with him holding on to the 24-7 title, I would also love when fans get back, R-Truth, he needs to get the IC uh, strap Hell, man! Even make him the WWE champion. Just do something uh, for our truth to uh, to recognize how much work he has been doing for pro wrestling, specifically this year, as character work has become so not that it wasn't always crucial, but so much more crucial in these times now, where there isn't the audience to to play off of. You really have to come up with this stuff yourself. You really have to be a show. Uh, a performer that puts on a show for one, and of course that one is the individual sitting at home, such as myself, on my couch, petting my dogs as I look at our truth and wonder how he's able to be so compelling without the motivation of an audience. That's why he is one of the best performers in all of wrestling, and I want him to get a shot. Not that the 24-7 title isn't legit, but I would love if he got a shot and an actual title that really uh, that was more representative of how incredible he has been for the WWE and for wrestling as a whole all right well let's move on to another mysterio the main mysterio the papa mysterio Rey mysterio there has been some conversation about will he stick with the wwe obviously he lost his eye you gotta take a break after you lose your eye he was not actually under contract with the wwe before the eye for an eye match but that's just how loyal Uh, Rey Mysterio is that's how loyal of a company man he is that's how loyal to Vince he is and that's of course why his reputation has been so superb over so many decades in professional wrestling there was some people speculating that AEW wanted Rey Mysterio of course everyone wants Rey Mysterio any company is better off with Rey Mysterio on the roster than not AEW did make a push but it looks like it did not work out. This is according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. They noted that Mr. Mysterio had signed a new deal with WWE after considering an offer from AEW. So AEW's offer, so this is a quote from Dave Meltzer. This is what he had to say. He says, AEW's offer equaled WWE's per match offer, but WWE's deal was higher since it included more dates. We cannot confirm a time frame of the contract but it is said to be considerably longer than the previous deal of 18 months but also not as lengthy as the five-year deals that WWE had previously tried to get everyone on. The Observer also noted that Dominic Mysterio is a big part of Mysterio's new deal again as we were talking about with what's going on with Seth Rollins and Dominic If Dominic is going to have a long shelf life here in professional wrestling, this is a hell of a way to kick it off, but the stakes are high. If I'm Dominic, I almost wish I could have a couple of dark matches, a couple of matches that maybe don't matter so much, as opposed to be thrown into the lion's den with the one and only Seth Rollins. So it really is going to be a make or break in some ways for Dominic as he starts his early in-ring wrestling career. Don't know what that contract says. We don't fully understand it yet at this point when it comes to what is Dominic's uh, part in Rey Mysterio's new WWE contract, but make sure uh, to keep an eye out for those two. Perhaps they tag team. Maybe a father and son feud. What do you think about that, Fernando? A little Cat Stevens, a little, a little Cat in the Cradle, a little Dad, you never were home when I needed you, when I was going through... Puberty? You were never there for me. Perhaps Dominic and Ray have a fun storyline where they fight, and then every single wrestling fan can relate to hating your parents. You know,
0: they, they bring in uh, Ray's daughter too, bring in a whole you know intergender family
1: thing. Sure, why not? Absolutely. So this is according uh, to uh, Dave Meltzer. He says, I can't confirm pen to paper, but it's as close to official that Mysterio is staying with the WWE, obviously. Uh, so we don't know exactly what does that mean for SummerSlam. Does Ray show up at SummerSlam? Does he, does he pretend to be blind like Suge Knight did after he was uh, arrested for murder and was just like, there's no way that I could have killed these people on purpose or ran them over with my car. I'm blind. We'll see if Ray comes out with the walking stick. I don't know what's going to happen. But if Dominic has a chance or wants to have a chance against Seth Rollins, I'm assuming his dad is going to have to help him out a little bit given the in-ring experience of the Monday Night Messiah, the unbelievable technical skill of Seth Rollins. I'm not sure if at this point in Dominic's young career, Despite being in the business for a long-ass time, I'm not sure if you'll be able to hold up to the power that is Seth Rollins. All right, well, let's move on and talk AEW. My God, was AEW dynamite, dynamite this week. There is no greater mouthpiece, there is no greater talker in the history of wrestling over this many years than Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho had a debate against Orange Cassidy. Eric Bischoff shows up. So now Eric Bischoff is in AEW. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? That is a mixed bag is what that is. For those that watch in the Monday Night War docuseries on uh, WWE Network, Bischoff did some very good things, and then he also, oh, you know, destroyed WCW by allowing the NWO to take such hold and really shattered the entire dichotomy of who these people are. Once Sting, Mr. WCW joined NWO. It was over. And obviously, Bischoff allowed that to happen. He wanted that to happen. That was a black mark on Bischoff's career when it comes to being a manager in professional wrestling. He's been doing this for a long ass time. AEW, I think, is in good hands all around. They've got a lot of real smart young people. And of course, you have folks like Arn Anderson working around in the back as well, giving some insight into what wrestling used to be. And I think that's why AEW has such a organic authentic vibe to it and why people are being drawn to it because you do have that older influence mixed with these new young bloods like orange cassidy making a perfect recipe for good old wrestling violence so jericho versus orange cassidy that will be happening this next week biggest match we were talking about dominic's match against seth rollins being the biggest match in his young career orange cassidy without a doubt this is his biggest match going against la champion the demo god that is jericho for the first time as eric bischoff moderated this debate it was the first time we have really heard orange cassidy on the mic and he blew me away Uh, Obviously, there was some comedy in there, him not talking. Uh, He put a little tie on because he didn't dress well enough. And then Jericho made fun of him. And then he said, look, I have a tie like all of us did at prom. I believe JR said that reminded him of his prom in between pitching uh, his barbecue sauce, which I still haven't tried. I heard it's amazing.
0: We need to get on that train, Ben.
1: Get on. Give me the barbecue sauce. I will bathe myself in it and I'll bathe the dogs in it as well. We'll have a little bit of fun. He, Orange Cassidy, really did a great job. Uh, He answered a question about rising seawaters, and it was very funny because obviously the debate was, why do you guys hate each other so much? Very light, very goofy questions. Bischoff asks a relatively serious question, a question that probably Donald Trump and Joe Biden won't be able to answer as well as Orange Cassidy answered. Taking this debate into another direction uh, and to another level, Orange Cassidy also spoke uh, about how he was going to defeat Jericho, about why he wanted to defeat Jericho, and about um, how this match for him was a huge deal, but also if Jericho loses, what a massive uh, stain that will be on his record uh, to lose to a man who does not speak. Orange Cassidy And Jericho, this storyline, because Jericho is so flamboyant, he's so outspoken, combining him with the dude who, again, he looks like, um, what's the name of that very handsome actor that movie Drive?
0: Uh, Ryan Reynolds?
1: Ryan Reynolds. No, not Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's my celebrity cheat. Oh, the other one. Yeah, he'd love it. it. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. No, Ryan Reynolds is better than Ryan Gosling. I'm saying it here. Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong. I mean, other than the first Green Lantern. Nonetheless,
0: He apologized for that. He
1: did. And he killed that character at the end of, uh, Dare, no, what was that one? Dude, D- Deadpool, Deadpool. Deadpool. Not doo-doo house.
0: So uh, my question is, in terms of debates in wrestling, is this something that happens a lot in wrestling? Uh, no.
1: No one ever debates. Not like this. This is especially not a, a debate with someone whose character is mostly mute. No. That is not, uh, this is is an uncommon situation that we find ourselves in. Eric Bischoff, of course, that was a huge reveal. Everyone went crazy. If there was a crowd there, they would have gone nuts. I mean, Bischoff still has a lot of heat within the WWE and the AEW and the wrestling universe. As a whole, he's still uh, a very revered character, again, for better or for worse. But this was one of those moments that is so hard to describe how difficult it is to do. There was a little bit of action towards the end. It's Orange Cassidy, again, the dude who looks like Ryan Gosling from the movie Drive. He's, he wears his white jeans, his white jean jacket, his white shirt, he's got his glasses on, he doesn't talk a lot. No idea if he actually has a driver's license though. But it is not easy to pull off just a talking segment. I don't think that it has been done in WWE for a while. Not, not to diss The Miz, uh, Miz TV, that's their version of Piper's Pit. Uh, kind of Piper's Pit was the first one to ever do this sort of faux talk show format, and it was extremely exciting. Uh, everything under the sun happened in Piper's Pit. Uh, Shawn Michaels super kicking Marty Giannetti. I mean, we have Jimmy Snooka getting hit in the head with a coconut. He did kill a woman, so when you do kill a woman, you get hit in the head with a coconut. Of course, that's the Jimmy Snooka story which I believe was covered on Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which is a great docu-series. If you haven't had a chance to watch that, I highly recommend it. So it's just not easy to do a, a total segment just just talking. It's just not it. to keep the audience's attention, especially nowadays without the crowd. I'm just sitting on my big old butt at home, and of course I'm like, well, is this going to be exciting? There's not going to be much action. Uh, and then the entire time I'm like literally laughing my ass off because whoever is writing for uh for chris jericho maybe it is maybe it's just jericho but it sounds like somebody who is a little baby jeff ross because they are like roasting he is a great great roaster no one no one better Than Jericho on the mic. I've said this about Alexa Bliss as well, but Alexa hasn't had nearly the long enough uh, career long enough yet to even be compared to Jericho. The only one who has been on the mic this well for as long as Jericho, but in a different capacity, is the aforementioned R Truth, who is now finally really given a chance uh, to shine as the pandemic year continues on. But what they were able to set up for next week. I'm super excited about it. AEW is doing a great job of continuing to keep the, the tissue connected. It's not like jumping into a new show every week. That's the one complaint that a lot of folks have when it comes to SmackDown. Not so much NXT, but SmackDown and Raw. Of course, those are both WWE. Some weeks you're like, where the hell are we? How did we get here? Um, why does that man have no why? I don't even know how many times I could tell you I've turned on Raw after knowing that I watched it the week before and been like, who the hell, what the, What storylines are we playing with here? Because Vince, maybe it's an old age thing, or maybe it's just, if it's not working, they just can it uh, before it can totally fail. I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but they will just change horses in midstream. And AEW is doing a great job of you watch it for a week, they set up a match, that match is going to be happening. And of course, the other great match that we saw that was set up previously, that we actually got to see this past week was John Moxley versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen, we've had his wife on the show before, she's an incredible wrestler. Darby Allen and John Mox, man. This match was absolute perfect wrestling. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to Darby Allen for that. Darby Allen is a uh, young Jeff Hardy, uh, maybe more charismatic. I don't want to speak out of turn because Jeff Hardy is one of the greatest of all time, one of the most charismatic superstars ever. What Darby Allen is able to do in the ring with his body is insane. I don't know if that dude's going to be able to walk in five years, but I do know what we're watching right now as a fan. I just i 'm grateful for him because the things that he does in the ring uh the way that he is able to move, he reminds me a little bit of a Kenny Omega in the sense that he moves like he 's in like a different atmosphere he moves like he 's in, uh, in, in like on, on the moon or something like he moves in a way that is so difficult to articulate as you can tell as i 'm trying to do it that it really sets him apart as a performer. His future is bright. He's only 27 years old. Again, I'm fairly certain he's more damaged than a Vietnam vet physically at this point. Maybe mentally. He is kind of a psycho in many different ways. But he's doing things with his skateboard. He's got thumbtacks being used. The match that he had with Mox was a classic Mox match. Uh, Towards the end of it, I thought maybe he would pull it off. I really thought, I was like, damn, is, is Darby Allen about to become the champion of this shit? It would have been a stunner. It would have been completely out of left field. And I don't think that even would have been the right decision necessarily. But that's just how good he is in the ring. If he can stay healthy, which is a big if, that man is the new Jeff Hardy and hopefully, at some point, Jeff Hardy can be the, the same Jeff Hardy in AEW if he and the Hardy boys ever get reunited. Darby Allen, do not sleep on this guy. If you haven't watched that AEW match, go back, watch it this week. John Mox, he's a great champion. I'm totally sold. I also, unlike Brian Cage, uh, who doesn't, I, I am not against Brian Cage. I actually understand the more that I watch him work. I'm like, Our dude dude's totally legit. He's just so strong. John Mox, I'm like, he's a little fat and just because, And this is I understand this is an indictment on me, but I like my superstars just a little fat, a little bit human, a little human. I can see like when I look at John Mox, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know that guy. That guy actually looks like my friend Rocco, who, yeah, he would probably beat somebody up like that if that person said the same thing that someone just said to John Mox in the ring. I love that about him. He's a very human champion. He's a fighting champion. And the other thing I love about him is that he is not afraid to bleed. He cuts almost every match. Darby Allen started this match off getting a bloody mouth. I'm not sure how it even happened. It was a punch by Mox. And then I think he... I think he like bit his own tongue on purpose or something. I don't know. But we had blood like immediately. And then as the match uh, progresses, uh, John Mox gets hit with a championship uh, belt after a little bit of interference. Boom. Next thing you know, he's cut open. He's bleeding all over the place. And a good amount of blood that still actually more than it used to shocks me especially in a pandemic there was something about the way that this match ended where mox is holding darby because they're friends and mox was like yo bro i actually love you like and that's not kayfabe that's real uh, he has a lot of respect for him so they didn't have the angle of like you're my worst enemy i'm so happy to defeat you and if i could kill you twice i would it really was a mutual respect match which is some of my favorite wrestling it ends with Mox bleeding on top of Darby Allen as he holds Darby Allen like the, like, the, like the Virgin Mary holds Jesus after she just birthed him. By the way, she was not a virgin, okay? Um, and he's bleeding on top of him. And I'm like, oh my, God. there was something about it in a pandemic with all this shit going on. Everyone is more sanitized now than ever. And I'm like, but still in pro wrestling, a grown man can bleed on top of another grown man. And it's all applauded. It's kinship. It's kinship. It was a great match. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Jericho and and Orange, they have their work cut out for them. And that's what I love so much about AEW right now. It seems like every single person that enters that ring wants to channel their inner Shawn Michaels and be the, the show stealer. They they wanna steal the show every single time they get in the ring. And that's why AEW, those two hours that you're watching it, go by like 20 minutes because every single match is compelling and every single storyline is working. I'm loving what they're doing as well with Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, She's Michael Jordan. She's doing some great character work. They really are all hitting on uh, Every wrestler is hitting on all cylinders right now. And I think that's, again, why we have such a competitive Wednesday Night War going on. Much to the pleasure of the viewing audience. And no matter what any of these corporations say, it's extremely good for them to have competition like we're seeing. I can only imagine if we had some true competition for Monday or for Friday, how Raw and SmackDown would change. Obviously, Raw ratings going down, SmackDown ratings going down, AEW staying steady, and NXT staying steady, although consistently slightly lower um, than AEW. But I would love if Raw had some true competition on Monday nights because there's nothing better, as every 38-year-old straight white male will tell you, than late 90s pro wrestling Monday Night Raw monday night wars versus nitro and i think that would do a great service to the wrestling industry as a whole if we had a little bit more competition but we shall see aew has been contemplating adding a third hour to dynamite or perhaps they'll just go in an entirely different direction and do a different show that could last an hour i would have no problem with that whatsoever i think that that would be perfect I'm a little bit concerned about the idea of another three-hour wrestling show. Three hours is just a lot of freaking time to ask people to sit down and watch one thing. Stretch. Stretch, exactly. And then everything kind of gets diluted, and the content just isn't as good as it could be. And that is another reason why AEW is doing so well. However, just slightly adjacent to pro wrestling, uh, but about AEW, could have an impact on Dynamite. Could have an impact on how TNT views their pro wrestling show. Uh, is it going to last? We don't know. Hopefully, they have a contract now for a few years. So hopefully, uh, the ratings sustain and they're able uh, to continue to um, shake up the wrestling business. But according to Variety, Warner Media CEO Jason Kalar made an announcement uh, that Kevin Riley was to be fired. Uh, as far as being in charge of TNT programming. This is a pretty big deal for professional wrestling uh, because, of course, Riley is the person responsible for bringing AEW to TNT. He's been the head of TNT and TBS since 2014. He was promoted to the head uh, of content for Warner Media, he signed a four-year deal with the company last May. No idea why he has been fired, but indeed he has, and Ann Sarnoff is now going to be leading the way. This is a snippet from the memo that was sent out uh, this week to tnt it says and starting warner brothers chair and ceo will be leading our newly created studios and networks group combining original pro- uh, production content studios and, pro- and programming capabilities currently spread across warner brothers hbo hbo max tnt tbs and true tv this group will oversee all warner media television series and motion Picture development, production, and programming, partnering with Andy to ensure HBO Max is successful globally. So, Ann Sarnoff is now going to be in charge. Uh, I don't know what this means for AEW. Obviously, they have a contract, but they definitely don't have the support of the person who brought them to the dance there any longer in the executive, uh, in an executive position. So, if you're AEW, obviously Tony Khan's got a lot of money and money talks, uh, but hopefully things will be okay, of course, as Dynamite ratings are still strong. uh, They should be safe, but you never know with a shakeup like this. Going back to what happened in 2000-2001 with WCW, when Turner decided to pull the plug, it just happened overnight. No one really saw it coming. The writing should have been on the wall, but I think there was some uh, gleeful ignorance um some hopeful ignorance that WCW was going to be able to stick around and write the ship. Obviously, TNT just said no, We're done with pro wrestling. We want to focus on drama. We want to focus on, you know, indiv- uh, um, independent uh, television series, unique television series, original content. and wrestling just did not make the cut. Now, granted, WCW was a sinking ship at that point. Uh, hence the analogy to write the ship, it was still a successful commodity. It was still a successful business in a sense that you are guaranteed a certain level of audience whenever that show aired. And they had the makings of what they were calling the Big Bang uh, pay-per-view, which was going to be sort of a relaunch of the product. And theoretically, it could have taken off once again, as it did in the mid Uh, to late 90s, but they never got the opportunity. So when it comes to Dynamite, yeah, the ratings are good. I think people should be happy at the executive level, but whenever you have a new face or a new executive that wants to make a name for themselves, they gotta do something to validate, I'm sure this person got millions and millions and millions of dollars, so they gotta do something. And maybe that something is uh, messing with AEW's dynamite, so we don't know. Uh, hopefully, nothing happens. It's a little scary when the person who brings you in is sort of unceremoniously fired. I don't. I was trying to find if there was like a sex scandal or something, but I couldn't really find anything on why he was fired. Uh, he just he just simply was. So uh, perhaps that'll lead to some troubles. Uh, some troubles in the in the water for AEW but hopefully not, as they continue to put out a great show every single week.
0: I look forward to the day when uh, presidential debates are then followed by a
1: wrestling match. Presidential debates followed by a wrestling match would be great. It would be great if they actually just wrestled. Um, I would love that. Take off your clothes and get after it, big old beefy boys. Uh, That might be a way to actually get a leader that doesn't have a heart condition, which would be nice. God knows. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this week's Kind of Fun. Next week, Fernando, thank you so much for being here.
0: You're welcome, Ben. Thank you for having me.
1: Next week, I will have a guest or Katie. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when Katie will come back. Katie, I love you and I miss you, Katie. I understand you got to take care of baby, though. Uh, this is more important than talking about wrestling for 45 minutes with a friend, isn't it? There's human needs. I understand. Yeah, I'm a human, too. Oh, anyway. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing all right out there. And never forget, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.